So welcome to um, In The Pub with Mike Bradbury here in uh, sunny Barcelona, even though we're all actually quite cold because we're in the shade. Um, but uh, we're, we're in the tapas with Mike Bradbury this time. Uh, it's a new quarterly uh, podcast for, for the CTC, the Cinema Technology Community. So I have uh, three people with me today uh, that we're going to be discussing some topics uh, about cinema. Uh, I'm reading off my phone and I keep getting messages and it's putting me off. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna, I, I was going to introduce you all, but then at the risk of getting all your names wrong and what you do wrong, I'm going to ask you to do it. So um, we have Rolf, Kevin and Tony. So we'll start with Rolf. Hello, I'm Rolf Jeslund from uh, Film and Kino in Norway. And what's your role? I'm a consultant for cinemas in designing cinemas and, and equipment and things. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Kevin? What do oh, you do? I don't know. I, I, I just own a cinema. That's what I do. The you own a cinema. cinema in Uckfield, uh, the award-winning picture house cinema in Uckfield. Uh, which uh, we do. We won cinema of the year this year. Or last year. How long can I die now on that? Thing? Long time. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so we're an independent three-screen cinema. Been in the family for 54 years. I sort of took over completely 25 years ago. So yeah. Marinated in it. Were the family happy about that, or uh, well, they did they try to mostly, stop it? So. Or? <laughs> no, they died mostly. Oh right, so okay. Kind of, it became the default position. It was uh, that, or uh, yeah, <laughs> that, or it all went wrong. No, okay. it's, fine. it's all fine. It's, it's, it's hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> well, that's what we're here to yeah. try and be. So, well done on succeeding. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Tony? Uh, Tony Purvis, Amelin Partners, uh, look after international delivery and operations. Um, basically means that I get to speak to some of the best people all over the world um, about films. Including Steven Spielberg, I hope. I, I haven't yet met my, uh, my, you know... That was the hero. reason you wanted the job though, wasn't it? I mean, no. It's gotta uh, be. But it could definitely tie into that. I think there are many reasons why I love my job, but just the anticipation of perhaps one day meeting such a legend mm. uh, kind of helps. That's on the dark days. I just thought it was good you like moons and ET and bikes. I do, yeah, I, I actually do. Um, you know, I mean, that film was a little bit before my time, um, but never gets old, does it? It's marvellous. Just thought marvelous. I'd throw in that age. Don't say that. Yeah, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> I showed that film when it came out. <laughs> Okay, so let's get on with some of the topics that we're going to discuss. I think there are about five, four or five, six topics that we're going to try and get through. Um, one is uh, auditorium lighting. Uh, um, that so, old chestnut. So that old chestnut, yeah. So is it ruining the screen picture quality? Is it interfering with the experience in any way in a digital world? Certainly in comparison to a 35mm world, because I never really heard anyone complain about it in a 35mm world, but are we just... Are we, are we particularly finicky now, or is it making a real issue? Is it causing a real issue? But are you talking about a stray light on the screen, or auditorium lights that are kept up too high? Because they're slightly different things. All of, all of that, really. All of yeah. the ambient light in an auditorium that is a distraction or detrimental to the image in one way or another. Yeah, I think. Uh, don't you think that we seem to have more auditorium lights left that half now than we ever did before? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do we know why? No. No? Anybody got any ideas? Because we don't do it. No, we don't either. And uh, I've seen in America where they have uh, these rules about floor lighting where you have the levels very high, very disturbing. But uh, uh, we're not happily not used to that. 
I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, I think a lot of it. Uh, so the last ten years, or the digitisation of cinema, I think has gone hand in hand with a global uh, pandemic of worrying about health and safety. Um, so I I don't think it's uh, necessarily just because we have digital cinema now. I, I think that it's just a timing thing, and, right. and people are so um, concerned, and perhaps rightfully so, about. If someone falls downstairs and breaks their leg, who's going to be responsible for that? Um, so I think that <coughs> that's why we have so much extra lighting in our screens nowadays. Have you ever experienced that? Someone no. falling down, breaking the leg? I haven't, no. I mean, I've fallen Neither down and Kevin falls yeah. down all the time. Yeah, I'm constantly um, falling over. I've never broken a bone, but, no. you know. But have you fallen over in a cinema? Yes. Because so it was so dark. Usually because people have left their handbags on ah, the stairs. Well, actually, funny enough, I went to the cinema uh, in Los Angeles after the Vegas convention. Mm -hmm. to check out the Dolby Cinema somewhere and I really hurt my shins because someone had left one of the reclining seats up because it was so dark I couldn't see and I walked straight into the seat so but maybe you know what needs to be done is, is do the lighting properly don't leave house lights up half have proper low level lighting so that you can see the aisles and not, not illuminate the entire theatre surely yeah I, I agree and I think that um, here at, this is my first City Europe visit, but I noticed today on the trade show floor that there are actually quite a lot of um, auditorium lighting opportunities. So there are quite a few stalls that are offering um, floor lighting and stair lighting as opposed yes. to overhead lighting, which I think is probably the biggest problem, the overhead lighting. Yeah, it's like stair tape and, yes. and things like that, isn't it? Rather yeah. than being LED lighting, exactly. it's like a very fine strip that gets illuminated quite evenly. And See, so you eliminate what you need to eliminate, but see that it, that doesn't disturb this, at least this, uh, the picture on the screen, but also doesn't disturb your your perception of the movie, seeing it within your field of view. Mm -hmm. So what's what? Why is it crept in then? Is it because of um, is it builders being very sim simplistic and wanting just a lighting? Maybe the design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The auditorium is designed, isn't it? Mm -hmm. By somebody. Yeah. Well, it needs to be called an architect. Yeah, not yet. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Aha! You clearly, clearly, clearly know. Uh, yeah, no, it's um, so it needs to be done more sympathetically, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but how? But how do you enforce things like that? How do you make that? A, you know, so you're producing, you know, content, and you want it shown the best that it can be shown. Yeah. But there's no way of ensuring that be the case is it? however you know we could go off on a tangent here and I will start this tangent uh, right. by saying that actually when films um, like I work with one of the nicest post-production groups ever they are just fantastic and um, I know that if they show a film in a theatre um, that isn't quite up to their spec um, they're going to be really disappointed and that, that isn't uh, limited to just auditorium writing, I mean, that's everything, that's that's All audio, so, yeah, and yeah. so there's always going to be something that isn't quite as perfect as the mastering suite, mm. and I think that's something that we really need to bear in mind. Um, How could we ensure that they are as close to the mastering suite? How do you ever in a million years find a way to ensure that everybody's cinema is up to a certain standard. I cannot answer that. No, that's, I think yeah. it's next to is it, is it not the other way around? Is it not the mastering suite needs to reflect and at standard oh. cinema? So we put people in there with popcorn and... Uh, Maybe. 
Maybe. <coughs> Children running in. Yeah. And maybe a surreal yeah. speaker could be blown. Yeah. That's, the old, discussion. That's yeah. the old discussion when we talked about why should the mixing studio yes. be as bad as the cinema studio? Well, well, I'm way around, my friends. I hear what you're saying, but the, yeah. the fact is, when we used to test our, you know, back in the in the 35 mil days, you know, back yes. when we were all very young and, and old, yes. now that we're old, um, we we used to we used to use test films and we used to make sure we used the actually the the most degraded test film that we had because we knew that if it played okay on that then it was really good it was well set up um, so 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 but well, well it always made sure that it it, it it fell within a certain parameter because obviously not every print that came through the door was perfect so if you got something that was okay but it wasn't perfect and you knew it was going to play most of the time um, when it came to um, Dolby levels and, and things like that so there um, are so many variables now aren't there that there didn't used to be okay so now that we've been topped up with beers sorry for yeah. that small pause if there was about? one um, we were talking about uh, lighting in the auditorium and whether it is detrimental whether we are overly sensitive because I wanted to raise that point as well no I don't uh, think we're overly sensitive because there's a lot of talk about you know high dynamic range and it only really works if you've got black walls and black seats and um, you know you, you basically put a black poncho over everyone right. you're not allowed to wear a white shirt all that okay. stuff you know um, is, are we are we getting carried away with that or is there some something I don't see anyone getting who's getting carried away with it how many HDR capable cinemas are there out there in the world well, I don't know how many how many Dolby's are there out in the world, but, the, but it's not just it's not just Dolby. You know, there's the IMAX have IMAX have higher okay, contrast ratios. Yeah. There's more higher contrast ratio projectors coming out in the market, and I'm thinking, well, well, should you be buying one of those if you've got a very bright auditorium because it's kind of a waste of money because you're not going to get the benefit, or are you still going to get the benefit just not as much? I think people are quick to complain. I think customers are quick to complain when there are an array of issues. So I think that when uh, the projection in itself isn't quite right, so maybe you do have a light, uh, lower light level, you're you're then going to be annoyed and yes. therefore you're going to look at everything else that could possibly be wrong. So mm -hmm. maybe if we just get, I mean I've said this before, maybe if we just get the basics right, people will stop focusing on the lights. Mm -hmm. okay? mm -hmm. Maybe but, they'll just be happier. But people not complaining is not a, is not a standard. You should do better than people not complaining because they don't know what they're missing. Mm. And I, I think that's mm. an important mm. issue that the sound quality, I mean, if, if the right channel on the screen is missing, uh, people won't notice because they don't know what should have been there. Yes. That scares me. Yeah, that scares sure. me to So, so yeah. people not complaining is not, is not the standard. You have to, you have to do better than that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You can't, you can't just go with, yeah, but nobody's complained, so we're okay. No, because I agree. No, absolutely. But mean, how do we, how do we, at the risk of making it sound too punitive, enforce standards in other in, in cinemas? It's very difficult to do that. It's, it's extremely Many difficult. years ago, back in the back in the ooh, dim distant past, Kodak. I don't know if there's anybody here old enough to remember this. But <laughs> you, yeah, Kodak did screen check. I, I mm. did a certification for yeah. them. Ah, well, there you oh, go. You yeah. see, but it, it caused, I think the only one that did in Europe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it caused so much unpleasantness, didn't it? Because yeah. it was very literal. Yeah, yeah very well, crazy. No, but also, they turn up a you know a circuit theatre and they go fail, 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 and and sit you know, within quite short amount of time, 
circuit's got fed up with being told their cinemas weren't up to standard. So, yeah. just as yeah. someone that doesn't know anything about this, could you perhaps yeah. exchange, uh, explain what? Well, it was a, basically was. it was a it was a it was a checklist. It was an audit. It was a certification program that yeah. they yeah. tried to introduce, where you had a long list of things to test, okay. and, and it was like uh, uh, rectifiers in, in in the booth. Okay. Do yeah. are, are they dirty or not? Yeah. That's the sort of the, yeah. they call it. who who funded it. It was it was. Um, it was, uh, yeah, was your, Kodak your, who did it. Yeah, right. were your yeah. light levels yeah. right? Were your sight lines okay? Were you, you know, and, and actually, I'm not sure they went as far as sight lines, but it was certainly, you know, the sound was right, the picture was right. Yeah. You know, which is, I, don't, I mean, I, I love the idea, but yeah. I, I, I. So can't a cinema see chain it. would have to have bought into that because I, I worked yes. for UCI years ago and yeah. we never did anything like that. It's, we, it's well, a long time ago. I think it was we, Odeon we had our own audit. To it, I, think. I, mean, I, I think it was Odeon that went, nah. Yeah, too, yeah. too many of them are failing. Go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sound isolation, you know. You you, you yeah. place someone out in the lobby yeah. and, and you ask them to, to talk loud, and and, and 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 the evaluation was: Can you hear anything? Can you hear slightly noise, yeah. noise, or can you hear what did, he's saying? Did anything change because of it, no. or, or no. did you no, just get was, your score was, and move it was, on? It was quietly swept under the carpet yeah. because mm. there were too many big failures. Mm -hmm. yeah. But they had a very nice trailer. Yeah. The trailer was beautiful. Yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> so on, on this point, um, I used to work at Odeon Cinemas uh, yeah. under Mike and his team. Yeah. And uh, we did do something quite similar to that. We would do um, well. I, certainly, I didn't mind. <laughs> I my theatres. Um, but we would, you know, physically go and look at the screen and work out, you know, whether mm -hmm. there are marks. Right. We would have. A, I would ask my team. Tell um, to do an audio suite, and it was every Friday. And yeah, it's we, part of your job, wasn't it? Yeah, and I loved it because, yeah. and oh, I love cleaning. Like, oh. oh god, that sounds awful. <laughs> but, but that's why you, that's why you stuff, especially with the thirty-five mil world, because you take, you'd be taking off the belts, you'd be cleaning everything, yeah, making sure. sure everything works perfectly, mm -hmm. there's no slipping. You're checking, checking for the degradation of the rubber, and you know that's the part of the job that I love, so, and I feel like that's something that Kodak's check also look at the whole like cleanliness perhaps. Well, uh, well yeah cleanliness yeah uh, absolutely very important and maybe that's the difference between digital and film without going back to that old chestnut mm -hmm. is that we had to physically make sure that everything was running correctly for it to be running correctly whereas now literally even in my you know my theatre I've got three screens I can it all starts automatically in the morning and shuts down automatically at night yeah, Unless I'm careful, I ne you know I don't need to go in there. I, yeah, but there's the whole like needing to go in there, and I don't want to sound like I'm judging yeah. your your processes. No, 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 no. But that's something that I carried those practices over yes. to digital cinema. Uh, I still did yeah, exactly the same thing. Obviously, you can't do it to the same thing. You can't. No. Even, there's no belts to clean or not. Sure. But you can still make sure that you're cleaning your portholes. You can still make sure that yeah. there's no dust on the lens. Which you we can, do yeah. every week. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yes, but what I mean is it's very easy for everybody en masse to not go in the projection box as often as they should go into the projection box. Mm -hmm. Which I suppose begs the question, do you... still have projection box? Well, uh, we do because we were, we're yeah, in conversion, but you know. We've yeah. slightly strayed from yeah, writing sorry. in the auditorium. So that's right. <laughs> but is, is there a new now? We used to have THX and, and, and yes. certification program for, for cinemas, which was a good thing, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have anything like that anymore. No. Is, is there a need for for a, a, a certification program where you can I, tell people that this cinema 
uh, is uh, uh, showing the movie as it yeah, should I'd be show. You know? be I've been working that. on a program like that. Yeah. I, I call it approved by the filmmaker. Uh, so, so it's not for the big auditorium, but it's for those who really would like to see the movie as it's supposed yes. to be presented. But you again, you, people have got to buy into it, and enough people have to buy into it to make it a, a standard that people would understand. Because I have to say, I don't know, are we allowed to be mildly controversial here? Uh, you are. So, don't <laughs> <laughs> so I went to, um, I was curious to see more Dolby Cinema, and uh, last year we saw the one in Barcelona here, which was, I thought very, really good. Hmm? Um, La Maquinista. La Maquinista. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I was very, I was corrected by the taxi driver. Oh, right. La Maquinista. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they showed a Star is Born and it looked and sounded wonderful. It really did. And then I stopped off at the one in Central City uh, in Los Angeles earlier in the year. And I sat there and they've got, uh, well, apart from the stray light on the, uh, on the screen, which was a bit of a nightmare. Um, They've got these transducers in the seats. The book kickers. Yes, but that's if you're if you're looking for the best, purest cinema experience, it's not with transducers in the seats, is it? I mean that's a no. that's a gimmick. Mm. So it's not approved by the filmmakers. No, no. So no. Uh, if you're selling Dolby <laughs> Cinema as the best experience there is, which I fully endorse mm. as a concept, if you. <laughs> It's a subjective opinion, I would well, say. Yes, uh, some people would like it. Uh, I, no, I'm with you. I wouldn't. But, um, but as a standard, then it starts sorry. to get watered down, doesn't it? I recommend I, D box instead. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> But, but then you know you're going in for that, don't you? Yeah, you, you buy you a do. ticket for yeah. a D-Box, you go in. Dolby Cinema is sold like they did to this yesterday, was it? The presentation was like, this is the best thing ever. Well, <sighs> warning, contains wobbly seats, the, I think they should say. But... <laughs> uh, can, you not offer, can you not opt to turn that off? No. Oh. No. And of course, the other thing is, and it comes down to, actually, you, you, what, what you do is that the feature actually wasn't too bad because clearly that's mixed with a lot more care. Got trailers, which are a nightmare. Uh, yeah. The whole row was flapping like oars or sails in the wind. It was going. But that, but that thing you had in the seat is that is that sort of installed by Dolby or is it? No, I think it's been added by AMC. Yeah, So so there's a thing you can buy. That yeah. Does that? Yeah, yeah. It's the butt kickers. Uh, the the feedback is that people like it. Most people like it, prefer it. Now, well, it, know? you know, it's it's not not for everyone, and the ones that are installed in in Leeds and Leicester Square and soon to be Trafford Centre, that's they, that's they don't fine, have them. But if you're saying Dolby Cinema is the most purely perfect version of cinema that currently available, hmm. then um, you know it should be, shouldn't it? It shouldn't have added bells and whistles it should be hdr and it should have a dark auditorium and it should have beautiful beautiful sound agree yeah well, it has all of those still but yeah but no addition to it yeah. you no, should don't try to improve the movie gild the lily i believe is the phrase is it i don't know i don't know i've never heard that phrase have you not no, no. i'll do some research gilding the lily yeah but go go sorry bringing us right back to yeah, sorry. Uh, stray light and yeah, straight. Yeah, let's do that. Let's straight do light. that, Tony. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's, so I can carry on with this thing. Yeah, let's let's bring that back. Um, 
I think that there needs to be communication, and communi communication in any walk of life is actually the answer. Um, there needs to be communication between the local cinema and the architect and the council, the local council, whoever's looking after that district. Yep. And there needs to be someone from our highly technical background so that they can all talk about what's possible legally, what's possible technically, and what potentially could be changed, light fittings being changed to secondary lighting as opposed to yes. primary. Yes. And that needs to happen. That, but then you've got to get a council on board, and that might be. Yeah. But it's a way you're doing it too. Uh, I mean, you, you can do the right things in a discreet way, or you can do it in a way that it disturbs you. Yeah, mo most things are just a good decision early in the process, I found. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what that's yes. what really needs to happen. But it needs to happen early in the process, otherwise it can be costly. So, on that note, um, we're going to move on yes. to the next topic, um, which is premium formats. Are, uh, are, go are they going to get larger or smaller? Oh, premium format. Well, what, first of all, can we define what a premium format is? I noticed a trailer. Well, let's the other do that day. together, said, shall well, we? It was a trailer I saw for a film uh, the other day, and it said, "See it in premium large format." Really? Yeah. What the hell does that, that mean? Yeah. See it on a screen with sound and pictures is all that means. <laughs> what does it mean? What else does it mean? And maybe butt kickers? Uh, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> I think that's it. I think I think premium is subjective. Uh, so for me, premium would be high level technology in terms of projection and sound. It's and not a format though, is it? Well, yeah, but then you could have IMAX, and that's big picture, big sound, and wonderful. But it's a format. But it's an experience. But it's a... So it's is it, am, I, am I being a bit, sort of, um, what's the word? I was going to say anal, but that's probably the wrong word, isn't it? But it's, um, it is after last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you can edit this, right? No, that's not edited. <laughs> Just, just picture, dear listener, me in a pair of spandex hot pants, and you'll get the idea. We, so, we, we did yeah. say we would not mention this. <laughs> so, what I mean is a format is 70mm, 35mm uh, Cinerama. That's a format. Just calling something a IMAX format. IMAX is a format. IMAX is a format, yeah. yeah. Okay. So is a format anything that changes the DCP? Oh... But surely a DCP on its own is its own format. Well, it is, but is it's... Is it a premium large format? Just putting it on a bigger screen in a dark auditorium. What I mean is there's a specific, there's a, there's a standard DCP that would yeah. go to any cinema in the land. Yes. And then there's a specific DCP that you might need because it's HDR or because yes. it's IMAX or... So that's a premium format then. So that's a premium is format. It a format? Yeah, okay, I can see. Is it, can can you understand it or accept the fact that a lot of cinema chains are bringing out their own premium formats? Um, and what it is, is effectively just cinema done very well. Yes, but you, do you not confuse the audience by giving it a silly name? But a format, is that is that a different DCP? Or is it just the way you're presenting it? It's probably more a way of presenting it. Then it's not a format. No. no, to me, it's, it's not. But if, but if it's not, if you don't, if you don't associate it with a PLF, a premium format, then do you not then for have to create another version of it, which therefore means there's an extra thing a guest or a customer needs to get their head round. Whereas if you bunch them all together, at least you know this is going to be a premium experience. 
but, but, but the audience don't go to a PLF, they go to a brand of some kind of things, you know. You, Audion has a, has a brand, IMAX is a brand, but, but there, it's not a format that they're looking for. No, right. Because we used to, yeah, I'm confused by the whole damn thing. But it's like they've adopted format, the word, in a almost by accident. Well, look, in the end, these all become marketing exercises, aren't they? That's what they are. It's branding. It's branding, yeah, it's yeah. a marketing exercise. It's got nothing to do with actually what you're seeing on the screen, is it? But are they so going to get small or are they going to get larger? Some have formats oh. and some have, you know. What's a small premium? So what's premium a big small format? What's well, that? Well, there's no, there's no size limit on a, on a Dolby. There's, there's, there's no size limit on a Dolby cinema. You know, I mean, I would imagine that they want it to be relatively large, you know, but there's no, as far as I'm aware anyway, there's no minimum size that oh, they demand. Oh, and that's fine, because you could run 70 mil on a 10 meter screen, couldn't mm. you? Mm. And people talk about, so that is I got a huge screen, it's 20 meters, but it, and if it's a 100 seat auditorium, it's huge. Yes. But if it's a 1,000 right. seats, it's small. It's small, it's yeah. ratio. Yes, so it's, so, ratio. so yeah. it's always relative to, to the room, and, and you have to do that when you design the room. So a large screen is, is relative, not, mm -hmm. not absolute. And can PLF stand for premium luxury format? See, that's that. I think that's where I would go with it. Um, because I think if you're trying to upsell, which is essentially what this is, yeah. um, I think luxury is more important than large. I mean, size isn't everything, right? So what's luxury no. then? Is that is, is, is that a good, good seat yeah, uh, in right. a location yeah. where you where you're not uh, so again, uh, so again it's able uh, to see the screen the picture so again I think it's really subjective I think both whether it be large or luxury both of your interpretation my interpretation is probably going to be very different to the person next door to me for me I want a comfortable seat and I I do see the benefit in cinemas investing in. Uh, better furniture. Sure, sure. I want that. I want a beautiful picture, and I don't really care. I don't really care if it's 2K, 4K, HDR. No, but I you, just want it to look nice. Yeah. And I want it to sound but good. you, you want that seat in a location where you can see the picture, not three meters away from a 20 meter screen. I would certainly hope. Well, I would yeah. certainly hope that um, I'd get into booking my ticket pretty early so that I'm two thirds of the way back and I know that that's where that's been calibrated from. You have a fixed seat, you know, I want to see, well, okay, I want so, my personal seat. So what you're saying, Rob, then, is that what we have is these auditoria now where the screen is so ridiculously large, but we can call it a premium large format. Yeah, but the screen is large, it, it's, not, it's, it's not the thing, it's, it's how far do you sit from that screen sure. and mm -hmm. can you really see the image so it's going on. the perception on. of size. Yeah, it yeah. is, you know. Also, yeah. to again another subjective thing. Some people, some people want to, some people do want to sit close to the screen. Some people find that, but not too close. Yeah, but some people do. Some people no. want to, Some people buy their seats in the front row. Yes, then I do. think then I think the cinema should provide them with the drugs they need. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Two thousand and one in the front row is mental. Yeah, I think. I th uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm sat in the front row. I remember watching JFK on the front row, and right. I can thank God I'd already seen it because my neck yeah. was just crazy. Yeah. Lethal Weapon too. I was my. We're getting into. We're getting into things now. We shouldn't be getting into. To perceive what's going on, yeah. and that's not the way the filmmaker wanted you to see it. Absolutely not. So perhaps those seats shouldn't be available. But, exactly. But we also have to bear in mind that cinemas do need to make money. They can virtual and seats on the front. But if we're talking about the 
quality of the auditorium, that's not a format, is it? Or am I just being picky about the word format? I was coming. I was trying to think of that word that you were thinking of. I think it's pedantic. Pedantic. <laughs> so should they be called premium large rooms? No, I just think format premium is large very something. See we should get away with it. Just leave it. Just move on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah just, but, just. Yes, but I think again it goes back to the certification idea. I'm not sure it's right. Cinema chains, whoever, can just make up something. Triple XL. Yeah, but surely in a certification world, a premium large format would pass with flying colours, wouldn't it? Because you've spent more money on it, you've got it a really good image, good sound. It's it. Would... Uh, but it becomes like a car, doesn't it? You know, the Ford Nutter or the Ford Del Boy. Is there actually Ford, a car called you know, the Ford Nutter? Yeah. <laughs> but no, you can just call it what you like, and I don't think you should be able to call it what you like. There should be standards. Yes. So you go back to the standards. Yeah, 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 because, you know, I mean, at the UKCA, I invented Upstream to sort of illustrate the point. Upstream XXL, you know, my own. No Uckfield. one wants to be in that dream. No, no, no. But my, my own Uckfield based premium large format. Uckspelt, spelt U C K, you know. But, and that, nobody can stop me doing that. But it's not a format. It doesn't exist. It's not a thing. You no. can't prove that it's a thing. Not yet. No. So, well, so, no. may, <laughs> so maybe there needs to be more control on the marketing side of things Absolutely. and how things are advertised. But when you put in the, you know, but the risk of sounded like an old twit in the older days, in 70 mil meant in 70 millimeter, didn't it? Mm. That's what it was. That millimeter. Millimeter. Yeah. But a huge screen. Uh, it's relative to the room, so I always evaluate the screen size from the last row. Mm -hmm. That's sort of giving the, the, the screen dimension to the room, mm -hmm. which is relative. And you can have a huge screen, but then you need the distance to the first row so that the people on the first row can have yeah. a, a proper experience. But there are technically so, those so you need, they you need do a bigger distance, and, and you lose seats on that. So yeah. huge screens have less seats. Than, than small yes. streets. So now I I challenge you with uh, the idea that the cinema auditoria isn't just for film, and actually those front seats might be wonderful if you have a presentation or a conference. Non, yeah, a conference. Those seats are invaluable in that situation because you need to be able to see who's on stage and not be right in the gods. So the, do they have a stage? Yes, some, uh, do, yeah. some do. Yeah. yeah. So it's common in, in UK to do. Screen, uh, stage presentation. Yes. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's yeah. it's well, common, but it's it's. Well, in, in, in Norway, my home country, you know, we have cultural houses where you have a multi-purpose room, but you put the screen then in front of the of the stage. So yeah, yeah and and the screen and stage is behind that. And yes, you, you you can then have rows in front, but you don't sell them for cinema. Okay. Or maybe you should have proper masking. You know, there you go. It's a whole other subject. <laughs> But then you could mask yeah. your big screen that you want for your presentations down to the right size yeah. for the cinema picture. Yeah. So are they going to go larger or are they going oh, to I go smaller? I'm not sure. I don't we don't really know. To be honest. I think that it depends on real estate. I think it depends on the space that's available. Um, I mean, you see a lot of cinemas over the last sort of five to ten years that have been knocking through their screens and creating a larger screen uh, at the expense of having one or two less auditorium. Um, but people like things to be big. They they just do. People like do big sound. They like yes. Unfortunately, yes. Damn. Personally, I like it small. I like it. Um, you can do serious. big sound in a reasonably modest sized auditorium, though. Yeah. But I think that if you're if you're in of the industry, mm. if you're in yeah. the industry, 
and you are or you're a cinephile, then fine. I think that you you can understand that, and I understand that. However, I think your average Joe who goes to the cinema to go and watch something wonderful like Fast and Furious or Hobbs and Shaw, as it would be, they want that whole I want to be in a big room, and they'll not necessarily have that uh, knowledge of audio that we do so they'll feel like because they're in a big room they probably are getting a loud sound so it's all perception and it's not it's got no technological basing I don't think but I think it's all the idea of walking into a big room and having lots of speakers on the wall and yes you probably can replicate sometimes a, a better situation in a smaller theatre sure but I think that it's just the perception of being in a big room having all of those speakers around and watching an action film you counting the speakers when they come into a room I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> really? Even I don't do I that. Mean, I, I don't just sit there and go, one, two, three, four, but I would have a good look around and see you, what I've got. You, you did just admit to counting the speakers <laughs> as you walk around. So actually yeah. going one, two, three, four, five is exactly what you're doing. <laughs> That's because I get there nice and early because I want the adverts and I remember in America, a long time ago, they used to have huge, only a few huge surround speakers just to impress the audience that we have. Right. The biggest okay, around okay. speakers. Well, in, were they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> but I just think it confuses the audience by allowing all these different names. Yeah. I know there's nothing we can do about it, probably, but it just means that it's the marketing that's taken over rather than the tech that's taken over. Mm -hmm. But if it works. Yeah. But do no, you know that it works? No, I'm too much of a purist, perhaps, but it just it irritates me. You know, it genuinely does. That I think, oh, XXXL screen, what the hell does that mean anything? But would people go, you know, select specially that I want that premium large format screen yeah. uh, to other screens? They do? Yeah. Is that, that's mm -hmm. been proven to, to work. Okay. It? Yeah. Right, I'm definitely going back. That's why they do it. Extreme. <laughs> XXL. <laughs> <laughs> you got a small screen. Uh, uh, <laughs> X, X, S, S, S. It's an extra small screen. It's a small screen, yeah. So, um, let's get on to the next question. Yes. Um, so, uh, what will an auditorium look like in 20 years' time? Oh, man. Ooh. I know. I would suggest pretty much the same. That would be my thought. Pretty much the same, but, but darker and less light pollution. <laughs> we can dream. We can dream. Uh, I think people will look sim quite similar yeah, to we what they do today. I suppose what I mean is, is our, our screen's going to get bigger, they're going to get smaller, we're still going to be the same, you know, are we going to have cinemas that have got, you know, 35, 40 screens, you know, are they, no. are they, are they going to be playing, so you, you've effectively got cinema on demand you can go watch any film at any time because they're on so many screens but they might be smaller are they just going to go bigger so that you we almost go back to the, the 30s 40s and 50s where you've got huge auditoriums because happening. everything is only about marvel and big films or or what i, I think that um so one thing that i've really learned over the last couple of days uh, which i didn't really know and i feel a bit ashamed um is that local content in local territories is doing incredibly well yeah, very important and that's yeah. that's not going to work necessarily on a massive screen mm. so I, I think that we will I think that there will be 
uh, an increase in larger screens, but I think it's very important to keep those small, cosy ones for the more yeah. intimate. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. But there are times when those local films absolutely demand a huge auditorium because yeah. there's such a demand yeah. for that film. But I, but I'm with you on that. Sometimes. Mm, sometimes. Yeah. But I, but I think that's right. I, I think especially like. When I was at Odeon Leicester, we did a lot of Bollywood movies, and they just would have looked amazing on a huge screen. They would have looked incredible. So, you know, in that sort of uh, environment, yeah, great. But those screens are going to be there. There's going to be one or two of those, in, I think, in each multiplex anyway, because it's go they're, they're also going to be building these for, for, um, for, for the Marvels, for the superhero movies. So they will be there. It's, all, it's a case of programming then. There are certain films, there are certain, for instance, Bollywood films, that absolutely demand to be seen on a big screen, and they yeah. will go in a big screen, yeah. um, particularly after you know things like Eid, where mm -hmm. you know they, they, they particularly schedule some of the big Bollywood films after Eid, and they you know they obviously right. um, don't eat during the day, and then so they come into the cinema after Eid, and then there is a huge population of people that just crowd into the cinema and you must have the biggest screens available. Yeah. Will there be displays or projection screens in 20 years? Oh, that could be the one big difference, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And should we digitize the audience? Maybe that could help. Right. Yeah. So on digital, digital yeah. guests. Yeah, we digitize the people who <laughs> go in there. You know? uh, I don't we have holograms know. walking in watching films. I mean, we laugh. Maybe. Your people at home like zoned out. Like, I'm really yeah. in the cinema. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> there was that, uh, uh, the new Black Mirror. I don't know uh, if you've seen mm -hmm. it, but <laughs> maybe yeah. Wow. Like it's a, yeah. they become uh, part of the computer game. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So, but are we also not seeing certainly in the UK? the uh, re-emergence of the town centre cinema, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Which by their very nature are smaller, they're not, mm -hmm. they haven't yeah. got the real estate to make big, big, big streets. Well, all the, you know, you've got the sort of mini chains, you know, like every, the Everymans and the Curzons are all reappearing in, in town centres. Mm -hmm. A lot of independents are building town centre cinemas again. and. Um, you know, I think that, that, that doesn't mean that cinemas are going to get bigger, does it? It means they're just going to get more comfortable. However, some cinema, some, some towns and cities, you know, where they, they may have a bit of a, uh, I don't know, a, a run-down town centre. Yes. Uh, because they, they, there might be lots of, uh, I hate to say it, but things like pound shop land sure, sure. everywhere. Yeah. And you want to... Yeah. You know, there's a lot of shutters that are down and, and buildings that are not rented out and the, the council want to completely reinvest, knock everything down, build up new. You know, those types of uh, things are happening now and they are building actually quite large cinemas okay. in the town centre. Not everywhere, no. but you know, in some cases. Screens, you know, yeah. large rooms. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, even in my hometown now, there's a, there's a cine world being built. Um, that, that look, I mean, I don't, I've not seen the plans or anything, but it looked pretty big. Um, so, you know, I think where they're redeveloping a town centre yeah. on a big scale. That's in they a are big city, though, isn't it? Can it fill town. that screen on, on, on a daily basis? Sorry? Can it fill that screen on a daily basis? Oh, so, I have no so, idea. Yeah, so, so if you have a 500,000 seat room, uh, and, and half of the time... 500,000. 500,000. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That'd be like the Coliseum <laughs> in Rome, wouldn't it? I mean, is that what you're doing? It's Scandinavia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, if, if, if it's a huge room, you know, yeah. and, you, and you only have 10% 
during the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's kind of where we ended up after we built big cinemas yeah. in the thirties. No, but in thirty-five millimeter days, we had to have that one copy, the one print that we had to use for a certain time. You know. Yeah. Uh, but with digital, you can do the same same thing. Well, so two hundred seats has suddenly become a big auditorium. Uh, yes. Used to be a small one. But maybe that's where we come into technology such as dynamic programming and it's all more on demand. So yeah. if, if oh, there's yeah. screenings, you know, I'm not sure how it would work. I haven't really looked into it well So enough. we can go the Chinese way then, make personal cinemas. Sure. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I sure. can see and that. There's there's a lot that I can see. That so I can see. There's a company in the UK, uh, I cannot remember their name for the life of me, but it's one of those like crowdfundy things where you all sign up and you say, well, I propose that we watch oh, uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs in this cinema. Yeah, and then our screen. Sorry, not our screen. No, our screen. It's something like that. Yeah, no, it's um, our screen. Yeah, and then, and then um, so then it's that becomes a social media event that people could sign up for. So it's uh, like increasing. You know, you get to watch your film, but you're also meeting like-minded people at the same time. Yeah. So maybe that's an option for those cinemas. Yeah, that, that's another one of those things that, from an exhibitor's point of view, uh, they're not a terrible idea, but they are another cost. Mm. in between you and the distributor or you and the ticket you know because there are quite a lot of technologies out there that are trying to get between us and our money all the time and, and there, there, there is an element of that yeah. involved so the marginal operating cinema yeah, is very small get, yeah, yeah that's right so, so yeah. will there be room to make a different type of cinema yeah. in the future will cinema business grow and become sort of a, yeah, that's yeah. interesting yeah. I think that from a sales point of view and I, again I can only speak from my limited knowledge um, and experience of it but from a sales point of view I think a lot of smaller cinemas and you might be able to help me with this yeah. um, are tied into like um, a deal where they'll have to show that particular film in their bigger screen for two weeks regardless of whether it does well or not uh, that doesn't tend to happen so much now. Okay. It's the, actually the, the distributors are very much more, much more laid back than they ever used to be. One or two are more difficult to deal with, but in general, um, it's pretty straightforward now to start to reduce shows if the film's not doing well. Or that's good. And it, it's no, we we get pretty much what we want most of the time, and it, it's it's fine. I think there needs to be that level of trust as well. So if. Uh, a distributor historically had said, you know, this is our film, and you've taken this agreement, and we want it to be shown in the big screen. If it's half empty, people are not necessarily going to enjoy it. So I would assume that they would trust you to put it into a small uh, screen. To... I, people they don't really ask for screens much now. I don't know whether that's everyone's experience. I have no idea, but they tend not to ask for the screen number because actually it becomes impossible to tell them now because we will ping content about the entire place. Yeah. all day long so in one day a film can play in three different screens so it's impossible to keep track of it so okay, will we'll, um, will we have specific alternative content auditoriums ah, that is a, that's a good and I'm very up for that I have to say yeah. if I can find a space to have a, a dedicated event, dedicated event cinema screen I would absolutely do it yeah so if anyone nicks that idea, I'm going to come around <laughs> and sue, sue everybody. But it's, Do you yeah, have experience no. on that? Doing alternative? Yeah, we're yeah. very big on event yeah. cinema. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Great. yeah. yeah we have, uh, it's now 25% of my ticket sales wow. for event cinema. Is, is there any yeah. way you can create an auditorium that is more 
designed specifically for event cinema? Does that need to uh, be I, I different? I would do it. I don't think you'd need to make it much, much. No, could no, you? Could no, you? No, um, no. What I'm trying you to understand is, could you create a stage? No, I think Why? no. No, the only actually the things I would want to do are outside the uh, area of setting the cinema up. They're more about. They're actually more in Tony's uh, uh, sphere of influence. In that, um, I would want a better. Uh, quality of sound coming down the line I'd want a, yeah. a more consistent yeah. mix from the sound coming down the line mm -hmm. and, a, and, and a standard for the for the color grade and all that kind of stuff because it's mm -hmm. you just have no idea is that is that, is that but that's beyond the it's basically the live or, or yeah, yeah, yeah live, is, yeah, that, live, is that possible yeah. given the fact that it I is live it's, and it has to be done on the fly than, than it is than, than, than is currently being done mm -hmm. I, suggest. I, I would agree with that I think yeah. uh, full talent content uh, especially when it's like obviously you have alternative content that comes yes. on DCP, which yes. is pre-recorded, and that's wonderful. Um, but the the live stuff, I think that if we produced a standard that uh, yeah. NT yeah. or Royal Opera House or yeah. Blindborn yes. could have could a look use. at, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, because the I, colour space is completely different on the yeah, broadcast. Yeah, you, you really do. Need, so it's wrong. You it's really, wrong. you really do need someone very technical when those events yeah. come up because they're the, going to be the people that are, yeah. are aware that. Well, yeah. I would like to mention that the CTC is actually working oh, that, on a test great. DCP or a test piece of content yeah. that we can calibrate projectors to to make sure but that. But we they need are. separate settings on the projector, and I'm not sure that's possible currently yeah. to have two colour. Spaces, Core spaces. Yeah. So we need sure Rex 709. Yeah. Yeah. If you do six. I'm not sure that's correct. I'm not mm. sure it's capable. Of, the projector's capable of doing that. I'm I mean, sure two, it's just. I'm, I'm sure that surely it's just um, about inputting the right color settings. I'm for sure. The, you can change the, the gamma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the yeah. screen yeah. file. Yeah. Yeah. How, how would a scaler come into this? And well, we don't use scalers like anymore. No, we don't. We don't. We generally, unless it's a series <laughs> one, we don't really need scalers. No, don't need scalers. Oh, it's, it's a scaler, but you don't see it. Yeah, well, it's yeah. inside yeah. the projector. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, because currently a live broadcast is only is 1080i. So yeah. you know, which is nothing like a 2K DCP. So you know, the blacks look hideous on live content, just absolutely hideous. But it's interesting, doing 25% uh, Yeah, we're, we're outliers, we're very unusual. Yeah, that's but unusual. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for, yeah. for all the ones that's striving to make those, yes. you know, getting those 2%. Yeah, well, it's you know, because you have to work very hard at marketing. You do, yeah. Yeah, very, very hard. So dedicated rooms for event cinema no, I think uh, a, I, is I what we're going to see in 20 years. Yeah, well, I hope, uh, maybe, I, but personally, you know, I've even been looking in in my town for like dead shops or or or, or office spaces that so I can you turn do it and you into a just there, there. you go. That's my that's my event mm -hmm. cinema Different location, yeah, mm -hmm. which is over the road or, or which, up the street a bit. Which could definitely work. I mean, yeah. um, it's obviously not as technologically advanced, but um, certainly in Brixton, um, I believe it's the Ritzy um, have also done screening rooms in shipping containers. Yeah. So that's that's really? more tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. They partnered up with a local brewery, and yeah. away they went. And it was, you know, it actually the sound must have been a nightmare. Wasn't well, it? yeah, you can imagine. <laughs> but, yeah. but, it's, but you know, it, it just shows that it can be done. Okay. Yes. So, given the fact that we're not futurists, um, yes. we won't go any more on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the next uh, topic uh, that we'll go on to um, is uh, 
What makes a good pre-show experience? Wow. Is there anything wrong with the pre-show that we're doing now? Uh, is there, do we have too many adverts, too many trailers, not enough? Are they too loud? Are they too quiet? Too many logos, too many marketing adverts? Are they in the right ratio, the wrong ratio? All these kind of things, all the things well, we... As a cinema owner, mm -hmm. uh, adverts are, they earn me a lot of money. Yeah. So I'm They're a necessary say, evil, are they? Well, you could look at it like that. Yeah, Loads of I people want to miss the adverts. Well, they, they do. I mean, do. I don't. I'm not bothered, really. No. But, I mean, but, but generally people go, oh, I don't want to watch the adverts. They're but, too loud. Yeah. But they're... they're, they're they're a necessary evil to cinema exhibitors, aren't they? I would have to put the price up quite a lot if I <laughs> but, didn't have adverts. Mm. But in, in, in contrary to, to many other media, in cinema people tend to like the adverts better than on television yes. or other. So, so in Norway we see that uh, in, 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 the, in the world today, uh, the, the, the reality, uh, cinema ads are growing more than any other media. Yes. I think yes. I think that adverts are becoming more interesting. I think that um, adverts and just it, it comes back to the idea of marketing. I think marketing is so important in our industry, in media in general. Um, they, they there's just so much more data about what people want to see that you can target a, t a certain title and know that that audience is probably going to be from this age to this age of this gender uh, from this social background. So you can make adverts interesting. What we are missing is the technical mix. You alluded to it earlier, saying that they're too loud. Yes. Um, it's almost so. Again, back to back to my back to my um, sort of experience at Odeon. Um, I used to watch every single every single advert and have a different volume level for each one of them. And that, people don't have time for that anymore, perhaps. Um, well, um, but I think that maybe if they're just mixed better, then adverts well, would be less of a pain. We don't pain. run the adverts. So I mean, I'd probably be crucified by DCM for saying this, but we don't run the ads on on the full feature level because we'd blow their wigs off. Well, their wigs would be hanging off the back wall, <laughs> <laughs> so their teeth would come out. <laughs> young man. Um, they call you young man. Yeah, they do. Right. Young man. <laughs> I think it's um, evident we're on our third yeah. beer now. <laughs> no, so that's true. The, the equal, it, we should make the adverts less loud, but um, the technology has improved considerably in the last few years. That means that that ad agencies or the, 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 the two big agencies are able to deliver adverts that are more uh, specifically targeted at the film, like, like you say. So, in fact, the adverts now change on a daily basis, whereas in the old days you had, you had your, reel. your reel and you had your black week and your red week. Yeah, and you changed and on a Thursday night. And that, you know, you were, that was it. But now they'll change from 2 o'clock in the afternoon and 8 o'clock at night. And, yeah. and so that's a, that's, that's a good thing. Which is great. Yeah, it's you great. You fade it down for the day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow, I'm just, it's all just come flooding back to me with the red week. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Wow, I completely forgot about Red Week and Black Week. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but... Oh, I, uh, yes. but 
and they swapped the reels over every, yeah. every other week. It was a, well, every week there was a red week and black week, right? So you knew which ones you were supposed which to put in and which ones you were supposed to take out. Okay. It'd be the, the last screening on a Thursday night. You pop a bit of foam in ah, after the end okay. of the adverts. Right, and, uh, okay. then you take that foam out, remove that advert reel, and then put the new one in, yes, ready for well, Friday morning. We never did it that way, but that was a method. <laughs> I mean, was that was that the incorrect method? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was a perfectly normal method. We okay. never did that. Though we had little things. But anyway, that's okay. it. So, how can we make it better? How, what makes a good pre-show? And we talk about adverts. I personally, just on an advert, I personally would like to see adverts that are particularly innovative or strange or different that make their debut in cinemas. Rather, you know, maybe maybe they come out in cinemas before. TV or something like that, just to make them a little bit more exclusive. Is that realistic, you think? Uh, no, no, not at all, but <laughs> we can all dream. Um, That's beyond our control. And, and the no, thing is, surely, surely the cinema now is the only place in the world that you can, that, that adverts come on and you can't forward them. Yeah. Um, and you can't skip them like you can on YouTube. Yeah, and you, you believe can't, me, I've tried. You can't, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know about you, I, I even watch TV shows, you know, 15, 20 minutes late yeah. now just so that I can, so can skip the ads. Through the ads. Um, so one thing that I was thinking about um, earlier today actually was this idea of, um, it's been quite a prominent idea in terms of films and the whole choose your own ending thing, right? I think adverts where you could engage with them, I think that that could be fun. I think yeah. it's obviously a huge technical jump, but I, I don't necessarily agree with it in the film space, but I think that with adverts, if you could choose, if they were like, uh, you had a remote control or you used your phone or whatever, and you had like, you could choose from red, green and blue to change that advert and the way that that advert went. I think that would be really exciting. And that's almost like encouraging you to sit through those adverts, which you are being paid to show. Most people I see when on the adverts, if I'm being brutally honest, though, um, are, are on their phones while the adverts are on. Well, that uh, may be true. Now, now, maybe we can try and get them to be on their phones and be interacting with the screen somehow. Yeah. Fair enough. But I, I also think people are oblivious to the adverts because they're so they're on Facebook or Twitter yeah, or sure. Instagram or whatever. But then I, I don't, as an exhibitor, the mixed message of get your phone out. Put your phone away. Yeah, I agree. So I, agree. I agree. No, I agree. No, I think we need to develop with the times. I think that it's, it's inevitable, inevitable that people are going to have their phones out. I completely, completely agree with you that during a film, it makes me sick to a certain extent when people are on their phone during during the the show, the actual like feature. But I think that so I, I believe it is Picture House that have their adverts and trailers, um, yes. and then at the end of that run, say now put your phone away. Now turn it off. Yeah. That's easy enough to do. That's just an idea. Well, I would like to see an Odeon do that as well, actually. We all do that, don't we? Yeah, yeah I do. Well, I don't know. I haven't been to an Odeon for a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, but I mean, you, um, you traitor. <laughs> <laughs> the adverts pays money to the cinema, so so they're, they're necessary yes. to have there. Yes. So can you make them more attractive in a way that adding uh, things like a. <clears throat> Gaming or whatever, yeah. where you you Bluetooth or something. But how's going that going to how's that going to play on Downton Abbey? Old ladies trying to get their Nokia 360 out. 
So the other thing about pre-show is, is, um, are the, are the, is it too loud? Is it not loud enough? Uh, I think it, it's, it, I don't know. It's loud enough. It's loud enough. <laughs> I think it's, uh, yeah. if to a, a site that doesn't pay attention and plays everything at the same level, I think either their adverts are too loud or their feature is too low. But but can you not? Do you not now kind of have to play all the trailers at the same level because there's nobody there turning it up or down? Or well, then you put in the playlist. You keep it in the playlist. Ultimate. It's really easy. Yeah, but how do you? You know, just playing devil's advocate here. How do you determine? Okay, this trailer's a bit too loud. This one's not quite loud enough, and we're going to put yeah. a cue on every single one. Oh, so no, yeah, not yeah, loud that's enough. Generally hmm? about you experience so. that. A trailer that's not loud enough. Have you ever experienced okay, that? Okay, okay. Good point, Rolf. Good point. Yeah, but, no, but no, I've never experienced that ever. <laughs> but I, I, I actually think that, that there is the argument of, well, people will check the film and do the audio for the film and then play everything else at that same level. Yeah, well, that's a terrible mistake to make. I know, but yeah, people it do it. It happens. It happens. Mm. Um, we, we will run, the adverts run on four and the feature runs on it. seven. You're doing seven. Oh yeah, good. We're set for seven. That's so what we have you mean you don't for. go through every single ad for? No, because like you don't uh... need to. But you don't need to because the ads are about the same. Yeah, but no, some, a lot of a lot of a lot of cinema right chains, now. a lot of okay. cinema chains will will have a system where <laughs> the, all the adverts are, are, are an automated block, and you can't adjust the ad, the, the trailers. See, and they're all not me. the trailers, the adverts, because they're all played at the same. Actually, you, you can't control it. What the ads? Yeah. Uh, you can, yeah, you can do the first one. Actually, even on our system, I don't think you can go in individually because we're on the um, Ad Transit. Sure. And Rosetta Bridge, which yeah, loads yeah, yeah. the ads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For that block. So you you can set it for a for a kind of an average level for the whole ads, but you can't individually change them. We don't find that they're that no. What time really No. In an ideal world, then, can you and not sit in, in the auditorium with a remote feeder? Yeah. <laughs> well, you could. Maybe that's the you answer. Could. Let's employ it. Insane. <laughs> no, but that's yeah. not insane. That's making sure that the quality, going straight I from the beginning of the program to the end, is I, accurate. We, it's an extraordinarily tedious I, job. Yeah, I, yes. <laughs> I sit in my theatres a lot, and the ads on four is about right. It honestly is, and then we notch it up a teensy bit for the trailers. And then the feature goes on at seven. So does that mean the ads rain. are too loud? You play them the at four, or, or no, no, the ads are you prefer them a bit lower? Are they also uh, generally two point as opposed to five point one? Oh, so, don't get me started on so that. Yeah, so that's, that's a whole other don't topic. Don't get me started well, on that. Well, no, because that means that, of course, you can't have it at the same level as a feature because it's not being mixed in the same no. way. So if it's 2.0, it needs to be left and right and it needs to be lower. Well, sure. I, I don't just get worked. And we get some in 4K and some in 2K and some in 4K. You get an advert in 4K? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Ads in 4K. No, but Sony do their ads in 4K. Yeah. Do they? I yeah. bet they do. No, uh, actually, no. Sony don't even put their features out in 4K. But let's not go there. <laughs> Will we ever solve the sound issue with, with ads, yeah. trailers, and, yeah. and movies, no. you know? No, no, getting to a level where, we, where the filmmakers say, this is right, and the audience says, I like it. Of course not. Because, well, no. Well, but, but, I think, and this is maybe a slightly different topic, if the cinema is properly set up with a good sound system EQ correctly you can happily run it on seven the trailers 
no, not well, trailers. The, the no. movie, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, no, no. not trailers. No, 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 because it's yeah. 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 I once played a movie at Seven and it blew all of our surround speakers. Well, I had a premiere the next day and had to replace all of those surround right, speakers no, no, in about 18 hours. So that was you, was it? Yeah. No. <laughs> that was... Uh, yeah, it was actually. What's happening in Europe? <laughs> it wasn't me, it was entirely me. Some mixers are starting to mix at six. Are they? Uh, That's because sad. they know that the cinema's turned down. So, so then, um, where does that it becomes leave a vicious them? circle then. But where it? does that yeah. leave us? How can we mm. get it right it if we start doing things worse like that? Worse and worse, we lose the yeah. reference. Yeah. So yeah, everything absolutely. goes wrong. So that comes back to what I was saying earlier about people need to talk. Yes, <laughs> we need to be. We need to talk. We need the heads of cinemas to talk to post Communication. We need to set those expectations and people need to know what they should be aiming yeah, for absolutely. and that's where it will all come together but there's just a lack of communication yeah but we're also not you know cinemas are divorced from production we never production and exhibition really mix in between ever. there's the distribution and they yeah, don't know anything they kind of keep us apart but yeah. i think we should yeah. you know exhibition I, and, and and just and and um and post. Should, should 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 definitely meet more than they do and i think that's why places like this in europe are wonderful because you do get this huge expanse of people yes. from this from a to z mm -hmm. in not so many producers no but we but we do need to bring those in and yeah. i don't know how we do it but there should be a sort of a forum where, where we yes. exhibition meets because we're taking the products from the producers yes. and the film creators and, and reproducing them and, oh. and we're not talking yes. to the lack of, co of communication between us. I think it's absolutely mad. I think it's absolutely mad that uh, production want this film to be seen in this way, but don't talk to people that are the You're end users. Doing it. No, 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 and I can really sod it up for you. Yeah. Yes. No, but you I can. can. Yes. I really yeah. can. Yeah. Mm. Some, some just, really do. Yeah, and they yeah. do. But what and I mean is, but that's a really important point that kind of gets forgotten. But in a, in a situation like, you know, in Cine Europe, or, or, or anywhere when it comes with distribution and exhibition, it's almost like one of those weddings where you get one family on one side and one family on the <laughs> yes. other side, and they don't really the mix. Hmm? Yeah. yeah, near the twain. And we really do need to work more with each other. There's a fantastic old, 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 old book called The Complete Projectionist. Have you ever seen it? No. It's brilliant. Where was this published? Oh, 1934. I believe I might have a copy on my yeah, bookshelf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the things yeah. I learned very early from it was that your job as a projectionist is to be invisible. Exactly. Yes. That is your absolutely. job. To be absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The best job you do is yes. not being not being yeah. noticed. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Really I've written a couple of, of projection yes. manuals. Yes, yeah. uh, two mm. actually, one for thirty-five, one for analog, and one for digital. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and the same thing goes. You know, yeah. if they know you're there, you failed. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay. Last topic. Last topic. Yes. Going on to it. We're on the home break? stretch. Are we? Final ep final episode. The final, final episode. question. The final the episode. Final frontier. Yeah, it's like Game yeah. of Thrones all over again. <laughs> um, final question. Yes. Um, is 4K. Oh. You did mention 4K earlier, and you said, "Well, let's leave that one." Well, I don't want to leave that one. Okay. So 4K is it a must or is it meh? Is it like, do we need 4K? Is 4K underrepresented? Yeah. Should we? So I I work. Just, just, just for those that don't know, uh, Tony's putting a hand up. I am putting yeah. it up. Uh, so me, 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 cheese me. Um, so I work not only from the theatrical point of view, I also do what some people call downstream or home entertainment. 
So 4K has become a massive requirement. Um, Who let Tony in? Home entertainment. Sorry, sorry all. Yeah. Uh, so it is becoming a huge, um, a huge requirement. But a lot of films aren't uh, natively created in 4K. So it means that when you get to the home entertainment or the downstream part of creating files, you have to uh, retrofit. Essentially, it's like creating 3D, but it wasn't filmed for 3D. So you're saying they weren't natively 4K? Yeah, so they're 2K. Yeah. The DI is 2K and What's the... a DI? <sighs> Let's not go into this. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I was going to say, for our people listening who don't know what a DI is, but I genuinely don't know what a DI is. A digital interface? Yeah. Intermediate. Inter Inter digital yeah. intermediate. Yeah. So it's, it's basically how it's filmed in, in the beginning. Non-standard format. Beginning. Whatever it is, it's sort mm -hmm. of the best format there is. So yes, exactly. And then yeah. everything else is sort of created from that. So sure. if, if that's not created in... 4K, mm -hmm. and it means that everything downstream of that, whether it be a DCP or a ProRes, mm -hmm. is, is natively going to be 2K, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. But you don't know what that's been through before it became a DI, no. so it might be parts of it uh, um, done in, in 1K. Well, half a K. Oh yeah, but I mean, the, 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 the I can so, run that. Yeah, I can run that. Isn't that just a capital I? <laughs> so when we get to um, home editing, we are increasingly um, being asked to create a 4K feature master for uh, streaming platforms, essentially, which in turn means that we upscale, which I'm not a, a massive right. fan of. Um, like personally, obviously, I don't speak for anyone else, but. Um, I just I feel like if it wasn't created in 4K, there shouldn't be any kind of 4K out there. No, you know? I agree with you, and it drives me absolutely crazy. As someone who's recently invested in 4K projectors, yes. Two things: one, there's no bloody 4K, and two, um, they say, uh, uh, and then the film comes out on Blu-ray, and they call it 4K, which well, I wasn't allowed to have. Myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, this is what I mean. What, what I hate, what I heard was that a lot of special effects are actually it's either too expensive and takes too long to render oh, in 4K. Okay. Mm. Is that so, actually true or so, are they fobbing us off? No, 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 no I believe it's it is true. true. I believe yeah. it is true. So they're, they're mastered generally in 2K. Um, and then they're obviously, because they'll, if a film is very special effects laden and it has lots so the in there. very film you want in 4K. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Um, if the budget. You know, yeah. if that's in t if the special effects are in 2K, unless you want some form of um, uh, degradation, then it, it 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 basically they make a 2K version um, of the film. So something like I don't know Avengers or, right. or anything that's got lots of special effects. So it becomes it becomes a 2K, and that's the reason because it takes days and days to render the special effects in 4K, which is just not practical unless you've got real clout. As a film director, somebody so, like Christopher Nolan or someone like that, where they would they would bend over games. backwards to do something like that. But generally, it would be 2K. This is what I've heard. So, so generally, everything is is mastered at 2K, uh, and when it goes to 4K Blu-ray or anything like that, then it's generally upscaled to 4K. Yeah, but that's pants. No, it is technically it is Spandex on paper. However, I've seen I've seen some upscaled 4K. That I would actually rather, I'd prefer to watch that version than I would, you know, a film that had been taken from film 
that is that is obviously a lot higher resolution than 4K. Yeah. But it's been mastered in 4K. But for some reason, it's extraordinarily grainy. Yeah. Um, so I've seen some native 4K yeah. films on on Blu-ray that are actually very very grainy and not that pretty to look at. Whereas some upscale 2K yeah. um, actually looks really good. So maybe so. maybe we're just uh, so maybe like personally maybe I'm just blinded by the technology behind it rather than the actual outcome. So for me maybe I'm like well if it's 4K at home and same it should be 4K at Inception. Um, but maybe I'm maybe I'm not looking at the finished product and maybe I'm you know as you've just said maybe I'm not. Uh, giving it enough credit. Yes, but, but you you can't use surround speakers, so you can't take pixels too. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> wow! I've recently, uh, I've recently learned that uh, on one film there was a line count difference between two shots, and it was very obvious to me, oh. not obvious to anyone else. Oh right. Okay. Uh, so yes, actually, yes. I am. Yeah. I am. I'm uh, counting lines and pixels. Um, in, a, in a way, <laughs> I do. But, but it depends on the, on the content. You know, yes. sometimes you see it, and sometimes you. Mm -hmm. no, but then ultimately it becomes a marketing exercise again mm -hmm. because I've got these 4K projectors, I've got no 4K content but, but I can put a them. plaque outside my cinema that says I've got 4K mm -hmm. and, and everyone goes, oh my god, 4K, it's absolutely brilliant yeah. and um, we have people coming out, you know, after I put the plaque up again oh my god, your picture's so much better and I'm going, well, actually, yeah. it was in 2K I didn't have the heart to tell them <laughs> yeah. for 2K so, so why isn't there as much 4K? Well, this is the re well, you were just explaining about the, the, the visual effects. Yeah, but not every film has special effects. No, yes, but it's, so. it's not even that. It's I, I think with um, so I was, I was talking to someone uh, recently about um, HFR and also 4K and how actually even your set design and your costumes, um, all of that needs to be on needs point. To be up, yeah. um, mm. So it, it's not it's not just visual effects. Well, that's interesting actually because I thought that was just HFR where everything had to be really. HFR 4K. No, but there have is a that? difference. Uh, I have to say. No, I haven't actually. Have you seen the 4K Saving Private Ryan DCP? No, no. not really the DCP. Good. Yeah. No, no, no. It's really good. I mean, it looks grainy, but then Saving Private Ryan. Saving right, oh. saving the right, Private. Ryan. I was going to say <laughs> too many beers, guys. Too many beers. That always had a kind of saving Ryan's privates. Saving Ryan's privates. <laughs> it always had. It's all gone wrong. It's all gone horrendously wrong. <laughs> that was an actual film. <laughs> yeah, it was. I knew it was. <laughs> However, do we need to be saying it now? No, we do not need to be saying it. We've had about eight beers. <laughs> Because it was never yeah. filmed digitally, it was just no, 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 taken it's, from it's film, film, literally film. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. but no, it drives me nuts that there's not more 4K, and I don't. So it is meh, 
but it's so I can't even say that it's needed because so when you play so, what, so if you have a 4K projector, I mean yeah. this is something I recently learned, which I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if it's some guy on Hi-Fi magazine or something. <laughs> I don't know. So, some 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 magazine, magazine where some someone had a beef about 4K, <laughs> um, whereby if you have a 4K film but you play it on a 2K projector, then it not only downgrades to 2K, it downgrades the bitrate as well. Is that true? Uh, Well, well, this is what I'm... No, I think that's nonsense. Well, I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. It seems to be pretty adamant that 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 was the case, because you not only lose resolution, you lose bitrate. And bitrate is king, really, in, in digital cinema, because the more bitrate you have on anything, it's better. Do we need to talk to manufacturers to find out whether that's true or not? I think it's the same. It's the same disappear. 4K playing 2K. It's the same bit stream, yeah. but but the system extracts the 2K or 4K. Yeah. No, exactly. But what I heard was it downgrades it to 2K, I, yeah. but it also downgrades the bit rate as well. I think that's moving into the hi-fi arena. Less or colors or whatever. Making sure that your cables are all got the right arrows pointing in the right direction. Stuff. It's kind of nonsense. Gold-plated. Yeah, all HDMI that kind of stuff, cable. Yeah. Maybe on our, our next podcast. We can yes. talk about that because yeah. we've done research. Have you? <laughs> no, we would have. We no. would, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tune I just in. Think, no, no, but there's no because ultimately there isn't enough 4K. So what's the point? If there was more 4K, I'd be a happy man, but there isn't. So mm-hmm. there's no point in me getting stressed about it. Mm-hmm. And the picture no, is nice. 4K. Is they're saying is 2K enough? I mean, at the end of the day, is anybody not going to the cinema because it's not no, 4K? Absolutely no, absolutely not. No, no, you're absolutely right. That's exactly. Yeah. They're going because it's got Judy Dench in it. Yeah, of course they are. And I mean, Dave I, I, Maggie I, Smith. Yeah, I'd go for Judy Dench. Yeah. Also, you know, yeah. all of these old-time actors now were yes. in their heyday when I was growing up, so I'm very excited about seeing them play roles in such films. Yes. Downton Abbey. Yes. <laughs> but will there be more Ks in the future? Yes, will that's we go, the thing. Will we go to 8K or whatever? Yeah. Do yeah. We need well, that? I don't know whether we will. I think it's all about what the technology of the projectors is capable of, rather than what we want to show. All the LEDs. Yeah, but you, you compete all with the other media, you know, like on TV. If that goes 8K, do we have to go 8K yeah, too? it comes back to the marketing exercise again, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's just that the home cinema nut goes, well, of course, it's got to be 4K. You don't have any content. I, 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 can't, do I can't see anybody, yeah. personally, I can't see anybody not going to the cinema because it's not 8K. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just can't see it. I think okay. it's a nice to have, but it's not a must to have. No, and you're absolutely no, right. No, but it's, it's, it's sort of the status of the cinema going experience, uh, keeping up with, with the home. Mm. And you got an 8K TV at home, you have no 8K content, no content but you no. still got an 8K TV. I mean, no, I, I, okay, so, so let me just be a little bit controversial for a moment. I don't think that we should be trying to keep up with home entertainment because. The cinema offers so much more than watching a movie at home on your TV with yeah, like your partner yeah. and your cat. Yeah. You know, yes. what the cinema offers, sure, it might not be quite as high resolution, fine, whatever. But what the cinema offers is a social environment to watch a horror film, turn around and see everyone else just as scared as you. And I don't think that people are going to stop going to the cinema because they're so, going so okay. that, They're that going to the social environment. They're going it comes down to what, what is the cinema going experience. It's an event. And that's sort of the, the thing that we really should discuss. How to improve that cinema going experience and that about the technical quality is about experience from you yeah. enter the door yeah. till you leave. 
and it's the food. For me, it's the food. It's the food. That's the <laughs> really? Food. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want good nachos and decent cheese sauce. Yeah, That's what I yeah. need. You don't care about the movie as long as the food is no, 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 I also care about the movie and, and the amount of speakers. Let's not forget the content. The let's not forget the content itself because actually, this is where all the other stuff, yeah, all these things they invent. True. Yeah. A crap film is a crap film. Don't matter what it's in. Sense no, around, feel no, around, smell around. No, that is subjective. That is subjective. It, it, is, it is subjective. No, no, but... That, that, I love a crap film. What? No. <laughs> I yeah, do. I like 3D lots of crap films. doesn't make a crap film better, does it? Uh, maybe not, maybe not. I don't, but, know, I don't know what kind of film you like. <laughs> Sorry, I don't but there's no such thing as a bad film. I know lots of... Do you of, think so? No, there's... No, I, oh, going yeah, to the Fright Fest... Other subject oh. now. Going to the yeah. Fright Fest yes. and seeing lots of very terrible films for people yeah. to come out and say, that was amazing, yes. has proven to me that the worst film in the world is somebody's favourite film. Yes. And but it's, it's not enhanced by other technologies. They enjoyed it because they enjoyed it, not because it was in... It, 3D or feel around. Yeah, I, I, I agree, but it's very subjective, yes. and sometimes they enjoyed it because they're actually quite crazy. Um, so I wasn't making it. I wasn't dis being disparaging for the, to the film itself. I was making a point that the film is what's important. Absolutely, ultimately. absolutely. It's not the format yeah. it is shown yeah. in. That's the kind. That's the point. Exactly. I was making. I agree absolutely. With you. Yeah. But yeah. As someone yeah. said numerous times today, content is king. And on yes. that, yes. on that. We will come to a close of this podcast. Yeah, and we'll see you at the laptop. No, we won't. There's, there's more to come. There's more oh, right. here. We're, we're going to end on a two-minute quiz. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Ooh, I love quizzes. There's a two-minute quiz. Are we right? putting our hands up or are we just shouting? No, you're just going <laughs> to shout it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, next week sees the release of uh, Pixar's Toy Story 4. Yes. I don't know if you're aware of that. I'm uh, very I much am. looking forward to it. Yes. Frankly, every Pixar film is just a varying and degree of good. It's the DCPs in 4K. Wow. Oh, See? Yeah. Very topical. That's yeah. what we like on this on this podcast. <laughs> topical movies. Okay. Right? So, um, I've, de I've decided to ask some questions about Pixar. Okay. That are mostly Toy Story based. <laughs> <laughs> well, frankly, if you don't like Pixar, are generally the gold standard when it comes to animated films. If you don't like Pixar, there's probably something wrong with you. Um, well, and you should yeah. probably go and see a Even doctor. Even without the Pixar, there's something wrong with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if, if there's something seriously wrong if you don't like Pixar movies. Okay. Um, so, um, I will ask five questions. The one with the most answers correct. Yes. In the fastest time, will win something of importance. Probably the rest of Kevin's drink. Yeah, yeah. No, so I'll get so. there. Well, they'll certainly be able to, uh, to turn up to the next podcast, put it that Sign way. Sign picture of me in my spandex okay. hot So which no. actor, which actor has appeared in all of Pixar's films? Tom Hanks. John Ratzenberger. Yes, John hey, Ratzenberger. Hey. John Ratzenberger. Yeah. What was he most famous for? From the pig in... Uh, no, what other film other than oh, Pixar? Cheers. cheers, yes, yes. He was also in. I feel like this House is a bias quiz. I'm definitely too young for this. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> he was also in Superman Empire Strikes Back and House 2. Yeah. By the way. I despise that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so, okay. What Pixar film was the first Dolby Atmos movie? Good dinosaur. You can't cheat. Inside Out. No. Uh, Wally. No. Good Dinosaur. No. no. no it's too young. Uh, cars. No. 
This is embarrassing. Yeah, Come on. First Dolby Atmos. The uh, first Pixar film that was well, it was. I think it was the, it was first, the first ever Dolby, Dolby Atmos, Atmos film. film. Or the first Pixar film. In no, it was Dolby the first Atmos. Dolby Atmos film. I think mm -hmm. it was. It was a Pixar film. Do you uh, need a clue? Yeah. Give me a year. I don't. I can't remember the year. I didn't write that down. Clue, clue, but clue, clue, clue. It begins with B. Uh, was it? Uh, no, I'm ashamed of you all. Bees. The bees. The bees. B movie was not Pixar. Another clue. Another clue. It's it's Scottish. Brave. Brave. I got that. There you go. I remember. You know. Next one is who is Buzz Lightyear's nemesis? Uh, oh, uh, he's, uh, no. oh, I mean they're friends, but they hate no, each other. No, he's nemesis. The guy, isn't he? Oh my God, what's he called? Uh, uh, it's Zog. Nearly. Zog. Nearly. Zog. Zog. That's all. Yes, all of the vowels. Okay. What was what was the species of insect that were the villains in A Bug's Life? Oh, they were grasshoppers, weren't they? Yes, yeah. they were grasshoppers. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I won't be that celebrating. Was, that was happen. good. That was that was quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were going to uh, say Kevin Spacey, I believe. Yeah, it was. Oh, well, we're not allowed to say that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Still a bad guy. No? Okay, in up. What was Carl Fredrickson's wife called? Oh my Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, Ellie. Ellie. Yay! Go yes. me! <laughs> the Ellie badge. Light the Ellie badge. The Ellie badge. Yeah, only wow. because my, one of my daughters is called Ellie. Oh, fine, fine, fine. Okay, yeah. I'll let you off. Was let it you named after Up? Uh, no, actually, she's it was it named after Up. <laughs> Sorry, how impersonal! I know, yeah. Sadly, it's a film one, and she was named after Laura Dern in Jurassic Park. Really? She was Ellie. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I would yeah. much, I, I would like to end this podcast by thanking you all extremely much. That's been great. By attending, uh, by Sorry, by putting up with our marvellous technical crew yes. who have been giving us all this sign language all the way yeah. through it saying too long too loud too quiet too everything <laughs> speed up slow down all of this stuff um so thank you very much for for attending can't wait for the next one really enjoyed it um and uh, ro roll on three more months yeah excellent cheers guys cheers. bye, bye.